Hi everyone and thank you so much for tuning into Grow With Grief, a podcast that aims to make the uncomfortable comfortable and open up the conversations around grief and loss. My name is Katrina and together we will be hearing different stories from different people, how grief has impacted their life and what they've learned from it. And together we will create a community that normalizes the conversations around grief and loss. Hello everyone and we are back with series two, episode one and I am so so excited to share this conversation and more of the conversations to come that I have lined up for you. We've got some incredible guests and I'm also going to be doing a few more solo episodes which is really exciting. But before we get stuck into this conversation I just want to mention that tomorrow is Mother's Day in Australia and I wanted to acknowledge and send my love to anyone who may be finding this weekend hard. For me I now experience two Mother's Days a year as the UK celebrate Mother's Day on a different date and each time it's different. Some years I feel overwhelmed with emotion whereas others I feel as though it's just a normal day. Uh, Some years I'll make big plans and fill my days with distractions and other times I'll just take the day as it comes and feel what I need to. Whatever you're doing this Mother's Day and however you choose to remember your loved one, know that there is no right way. Tomorrow I'll be remembering lots of people in my thoughts and heart but a special shout out goes to my own mum Greta and to my sister Lisa for whom Mother's Day without a child is just as painful. So this episode though I am talking to Eloise and Danielle it's a very special conversation and we we plan to have it released just before Mother's Day as Eloise and Danielle are actually the founders of Motherless Daughter Australia a non-for-profit organization that provides support to girls and women whose mothers have died. We have a chat today all about why they founded MDA, the importance of community and how we can support ourselves and others um, at this time of year. So let's get right into it and I hope you enjoy. Hello, thank you so much Eloise and Danielle for coming on. I'm so excited to have you here to hear more about your stories and more about what you do. So thank you so much for being here. Um... I would absolutely love if whoever wants to go first could just, if you could both just share a little bit about your stories, a little bit about both of your mums and what has led you to create um, such an incredible community um, across Australia. So I'll let whoever whoever wants to go first um, start, take it away. You go, Eloise. Um, I'll go first. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I lost my mum when I was 13. So she was buying flowers for her mum for her mum's birthday. Um, and she had a heart attack in the forest. Um, and then was rushed to hospital, um, was in emergency for quite a while. Um, and then she was in ICU for about two days on life support um, and then passed away. Um, yes, that was. 19 years ago now so mm. quite a while wow wow yeah and you're quite young as well very young yeah yeah so um and I've got two older brothers um and my dad as well so um yeah just growing up in a house full of boys basically and losing mum at such a young age was just quite difficult and had its own challenges as well yeah I can imagine I can imagine and I'll uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that more um, later. But um, Danielle, do you want to just share share your story and about your mum? 
Yeah, my mum uh, died when I was 23. She had cancer for two years, so was diagnosed when I was at uni, which was quite um, challenging. I, I kind of became her main caregiver at that time because my younger brother is nine years younger than me. So uh, he was 12 and dad kind of, you know, stayed at home to keep his life somewhat normal while I took mum to and from appointments and chemo and all the things that come with cancer. Uh, and, yeah, she died two years after uh, her initial diagnosis and, um, yeah, thank God for meeting Eloise not long after that because I would have been dead in the gutter, I think, if I if I didn't come across her. So it's, you know, it's 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 very bittersweet, but we've got such a, a beautiful um, relationship that's come of something so shitty. Mm, yeah, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? When you meet other people who have also experienced a significant loss, that relationship, it's such a shame that you've had to meet over those circumstances, but the relationships you can then build are just so much deeper than than a lot of the other ones that you they're on a different level I think um and it's beautiful that you can have that so how did you two actually meet uh, we met because I, I I guess I fell in a bit of a heap and I was looking online to see if there was anything related to um well the specific support of mother loss for women and I couldn't find anything at all and um I thought gee it would be nice if you know, there was something that I could lean on or somebody I could lean on who understood what it was like. So I posted in a grief group on Facebook and just said, you know, hi, I'm from Melbourne. Um, my mum's dead. Who who else has, you know, who else is in the same shoes? It'd be really nice to start some sort of organisation that serves and supports women who have lost their mum. And Eloise, um, responded and she and she you know was really keen to meet and chat and that was in 2013 and I don't think there's been very many days since then that we haven't spoken or communicated in some way shape or form we've, we've um yeah we've created a we've just got the best a friendship ever it's really nice yeah that's that's incredible. I love that you met online and it's amazing that the people that you can find online, isn't it? Um, yeah. So I don't, I, I just want to quickly ask, um, I guess, going back, Eloise, um, for you growing up without a mom, how, how was that? And did you have any other people around you that had lost a parent or um, did you have anybody to talk to? Um, leading up until you kind of met Danielle or or had it always been kind of a bit of a bit of a lonely journey to get there yeah so I would describe it as really lonely and isolating so I actually went to an all-girls school so from the minute my mum died I just felt so separated from everyone at my school just I was in a completely different world to them you know they were worried about what shoes they were going to buy what they were going to do on the weekend and I was just trying to get by day to day because my mum had died. Um, so just super isolating. And I didn't really have anyone who had lost a parent, um, you know, and I guess my immediate family were trying to deal with the loss of 
their wife, loss of their mum as well, and their sister and their daughter. So um, I did have my nana, so my mum's mum, um, who pretty much just stepped into my mum's role. So it's just super lucky to have her and, um, yeah, she just really helped me get through. We helped each other really. Yeah, yeah, I can Sorry. imagine. Yeah, that, to have that mother, that mother figure, um, a woman in your life, as you've said, you've had, you were surrounded by men the whole time. And yeah, all yeah exactly. Quite hard at, at, at moments as well. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, um, and I guess just from the two of you talking and and learning a little bit about each other and being friends. What did you find um, it was like to learn uh, to lose your mum at a young age? Because, you know, all grief is valid. All grief is seen. And, you know, it, but, but there are differences um, depending on the age that you lost your mum. Because at, at a young age, you know, you're going through all of those developmental stages. And I lost my mum. So my mum died when I was 15. So that asks when I speak to my friends who have, have lost a parent in their, you know, mid late thirties, but it's still just as traumatizing and just as awful. There were very, there was some slight differences. So I don't know if either of you can talk about um, that and, and what you've kind of learned, learned from that. So for me, um, I think it's just a completely different relationship. You know, my mum didn't see me, I was still in year seven when she died. So she didn't even see me finish year seven, let alone finish high school, let alone starting uni um, and getting married and having a baby as well. There's just so many milestones, um, you know, and yes, grief, you know, it's horrible for everyone and losing a mum is never going to be nice, but it's hard when they miss out on so much of your life as well. So um, meeting someone at the same age who can understand or sympathise you know, they're also not having their mum around to see their milestones as well. So it's just, it's really nice just to have someone that gets it. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I think, you know, as I said before, I was I was 23. So um, I, you know, I was lucky to have my mum see me through finishing school and, um, you know, start uni and, and that type of thing. And I guess my milestones um you know, such as my uni graduation and, and my brother turning 20, oh, 18 and 21, you know, all those things she wasn't there for and even meeting, I mean, that's kind of where Eloise and I start being the same in terms of our milestones without our mums. You know, things like not having our partners meet our mum, so not really, you know, having their reassurance or validation, like, geez, a nice guy or, yeah. yeah, he's great, I really like him or, you know, I'm not married so I just, you know, a wedding for me will be really, really bittersweet and, and having kids is really hard and, and, and those types of things. But I almost think when you lose your mum young, it really interferes with your sense of self and your sense of identity. And um, you kind of, there's part of you that continues being that young person at the age you were when your mum died as you progress through life and get older and you really kind of are stuck in that little girl mode or that young sense of self that you were in and you don't quite know for for I know for Eloise and I anyway, but 
you don't quite know what you would be or who you would be or you don't have all of the puzzle the pieces of the puzzle to fit Mm. to help you navigate through perhaps as best you would if we still had mum yeah yeah I I would definitely definitely agree with that as well that you're not too sure who you are because there's that before and that after and you know who you were before your mom died and then you've almost been forced to be this other person without them but you you don't want to be and would you have been the person you are today if they were still here and there's so many layers to it and there's so many of those secondary losses as well of them missing out on these milestones these milestones that for so many are so happy and they are happy but that it's always got that taint of missing them and wishing that Mm. they were there um and I think I think you know I think you said it so well that I, I think a lot of people who, who lose a mother young can also relate to that um I know a lot mm. of stories I've heard say the same thing so it seems to be quite a, a universal feeling which which sucks <laughs> um yes yeah um so can you share a little bit more about Motherless Daughters Australia because when I moved to Australia, I was trying to find something and I came across the Facebook group that you, you both have, which has been amazing. And I also know of quite a few other women who have connected through that and, um, you know, made really, really great friendships. So I'd just love to hear a little bit more about it, what it is that you do and how you support other women. Yeah, we we have a, a range of initiatives that we we have to support the community and a couple of them are also targeted targeting children who have experienced the loss of their mum so boys and girls we've got a memories of mum journal which is free and it's um it's full of writing prompts and um you know blank spaces to draw or paste a photo or um answer questions about their mum you know little things like what color eyes did she have and when's her birthday and bits and pieces like that uh and it also it's just helps them process their grief and loss and preserve their memories um and we've also got you know a a broader range of of supports for for women which is our our upcoming high tea events um which is our signature event where women can come along and connect and unite and make friends and um, gather a support network to help move through the lead up to Mother's Day. Um, We've got our support group Mm -hmm. and a a range of other online initiatives that they can participate in and um, feel supported. Yeah, yeah. That community is so important. Um, Mm. You know, I guess that's what you were both looking for when you connected. So now it's incredible that you've kind of extended that out to so many people all across Australia. Um, I know, I think you've spoken to them before, Sally and Imogen, they have a podcast, the Good Morning Podcast, and they met through Motherless Daughters. And, you know, to be able to just find that one person that you can speak to and open up to, it makes such a difference in grief. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I think for me, I was searching, searching for a Danielle basically for 10 years, you know, before, before we met. So it's just to be able to provide that for other people is just amazing. I think that's all anyone wants is just someone to talk to and to be understood by someone who, who gets it. Mm. 
Yeah. I mean, we have women in our community as well who uh, have said that, you know, this is the first time in 30 or 40 years that they've been able to talk about the loss of their mum without, you know, feeling judged or uncomfortable and, um, you know, especially when suicide is a factor, you know, they they just feel that they can really talk openly and honestly about that and have been comforted and joined by lots of other women in the support group who also lost their mum to suicide um you know and even just the mental health side of things we've got so many women who have at times been suicidal themselves and the women in that in that support group just absolutely flock to them and what's your address I'm bringing Sue for you know what's this or what's that how can we help or what's your number we're going to call you and check in on you tomorrow and you know those girls always come back and say how supported that they felt and that you know they've finally found a place that feels like home Mm -hmm. so you know we're we're really proud of what we've created because we we know it's made such a difference in so many people's lives and I think these conversations are nice, Eloise, because it's not often that we really get a chance to stop and reflect and really think about things like that. Yeah, Um, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Would you say that creating um, this community has helped you both in your own grief? I think it certainly helped the younger version of me. I guess like Danielle was saying, there's that part of you that is stuck at that age when you lost your mum and so for that you know that part of me it's it definitely helps because I'm creating something that's going to help people in the future the younger generation and just you know people that are struggling and don't have anyone so it's nice to be able to create something that we didn't have Mm. yeah I think it helps indirectly um you know I feel although you know i I would absolutely give it all back just to have my mum yeah. back for two seconds. But I think knowing that I'm not just sitting and wallowing and poor me and, you know, and that we've actually done something with it and we've been lucky enough to have the support around us to do so helps, um, I guess, manage and, um, I don't know, that she didn't die in vain, I guess, that there's purpose beyond that I think it's given us direction more so it's given us purpose and direction mm-hmm. uh, and something that we can actually do with our grief rather than struggle with what do we do with this yeah and I think it's such a positive as well it's it's turning such a negative awful yeah. life experience into something really positive and empowering mm-hmm. for other other women mm-hmm. Definitely. It's, an, it's incredible. You know, it takes a lot of courage to, I think, um, take your pain and turn it into something that can help others. So, you know, the fact that you've both done that and you've both sort of banded together and you've clearly impacted so many lives is such a wonderful thing. And you should definitely reflect on it more often <laughs> um, and, and be proud of what you've both done. Um, so Mother's Day is coming up. This episode is going to be released just before Mother's Day. How do you both genuinely feel on the lead up to Mother's Day? How does it impact you? Um, look, I think every year is different. 
so I think this year already the advertising's out there. Um, so it is creeping in a little bit. The I don't, yeah, the sadness, the just feeling ripped off more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a daughter of my own now as well. So I guess once again, just trying to turn something into a positive. So be a little bit sad in the morning and have that little moment of grief for my own mum and our relationship, but also moving forward with my daughter as well. So she's only one, but, you know, I'm conscious of not, not making the day a downer for her in the future as well so that she can have positive Mother's Day memories with me. Oh, those advertisements when you start. I walked into the supermarket <laughs> the other week and, I, and it was right there and I was like, oh, for God's sake, already. I know. <laughs> uh, some years I'm just fine with it. Like you just kind of look the other way, but this year, oh, I don't know. Some years it's just worse than others. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a, li- I think it's a little bit... Um, I'm trying to think of the right word here. Uh, I think it's a little bit naive, unfair for everybody to kind of assume that everybody's got a mum and that there is very, very little acknowledgement for people that perhaps don't. Um, I've noticed this year that quite a a few businesses have incorporated a, um, you know, a, like a, a line on their bottom of their EDMs to opt out of Mother's Day emails, which is so great. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I think, I mean, we've got our Mother's Day Ambassador Initiative this year, which we also had last year, but we've just kind of introduced this this email response that we've carefully crafted uh, for women to go to our website, copy and paste, and actually respond to the Mother's Day emails that they get with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, we absolutely don't want to rain on the Mother's Day parade because it is a beautiful day for many and it and it's a day that should be celebrated because why not? If you've got a mum, of course you want to. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we want to empower our community and have a proactive approach to you know, raise awareness that not everybody does have a mum and if you find yourself in a position where that's you, we can, we're there to support you. Uh, So we have kind of tried to turn around those confronting promos with a proactive empowering and, and, you know, really leveraging that opportunity to raise awareness at a really critical time of year. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's that raising awareness and just having the conversation because sometimes they just, I think they get thrown out because it's it's just the seem to be the norm now to, to just do yeah. it. And it doesn't just impact yeah. people who have lost mums. It, it may be someone who has lost a child and or who can't exactly. get pregnant. And there's all of these people that actually it impacts. Um, and it's just having that awareness, I think. And I think if a company or a business can just show that they're, spared you know five seconds to think about that it makes Mm -hmm. all of the difference in the world because we know they're not emailing us to you know upset us yeah exactly you know so I think it's great that you've got that I didn't realize you had a uh, scripted I've sent a few emails back to companies the last week <laughs> I know there's a scripted version I'm gonna I'm gonna use that <laughs> better than yeah jump on and use that yeah <laughs> definitely um so how have you got any advice for people with with Mother's Day coming up sometimes especially in the early days of grief we 
we don't really know what to do with ourselves. We don't really know if there seems to be this thing of we should be spending it a certain way when realistically the best thing to do is spend it in the way that's right for you. Um, have you got any things that maybe you you both like to do to try and remember your mom on Mother's Day that anybody listening might be able to sort of take on board? Uh, look, I, I've, as I've, as the years have gone on, I mean, it's been nine years for me, I've just gotten better at not giving a shit about what anybody else thinks. I don't care what anybody else wants me to do on that day or what anyone else's expectations are. I'm doing what I bloody want to do. And God help anybody who tries to tell me how I should or shouldn't be spending that day. Um, I, I used to plan all these things and I used to do it for her birthday and her anniversary and sometimes I still will plan in advance and sometimes I won't. But I've kind of just, you know, I get up on the day and ring Eloise and bore my eyes out or I just, I don't know, I'll, I'll just do whatever I feel like doing on the day. I mean, it's kind of evolved a little bit for us because, you know, we kind of really work on that day as well now. You know, we we kind of are doing the social media and and kind of attending tending to our community and making sure that we're there for them and responding to any kind of just distressing emails or messages that we get. I think I think we've really made ourselves available to help others on that day, which in turn honors our mums. I think. Um, yeah, definitely honors our mums. I think um, both of our mums are very hardworking, so it's a way. Mm we're carrying on their legacy. Um, I think in the past I bought her favourite bunch of flowers. Sometimes I'll do that and I'll have a few champagnes as well just to sort of celebrate her. But definitely just do whatever you feel like doing. If you just want to lie in bed all day, lie in bed all day. If you want to go out, go out. Um, just mm-hmm. do whatever feels right, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I th- oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, um, you know, if you have friends or family that continuously let you down or disappoint you, I think being proactive about that in advance rather than waiting for the day to feel like shit because they've let you down again, I think mm. maybe really let people know what you need in advance. Like, you know, say, I oh, know we shouldn't have to, but, you know, people just don't get it. Yeah. So if we can save ourselves the heartache, I think, let people know, you know, it's Mother's Day. I'd really love it if you could do X, Y, and Z, or I really need you to kind of be there for me or do this. Is it possible if you could do that? And then, you know, at least that person is aware of what you need rather than just assuming that you're okay or, you know, which would not be a great assumption. But, um, you know, at least they're then equipped with some skills and information to, to help you on the day. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really, really good advice because, yes, we shouldn't have to, but ultimately everything that you're doing and I'm doing is to create that awareness and to start that conversation. And if we can tell them this is what we need, then maybe following from that, once you've told them once, hopefully you won't have to tell them again. Yeah. And they can support you then further because a lot of people are scared to bring it up because they don't want to upset you. But, you know, you're going to, you, you know, it's not something you forget. So it's not going to upset you by bringing it up. But I think that's a really good 
point to, to let them know so that we don't have to, that extra layer of sadness or disappointment on, on top mm. of it. And, you know, also on the lead up, sometimes we think that the, the actual, the lead up is a lot worse than the day itself. Yeah, so true. Yeah, and we can build it up, build it up. And then we get to the day and we're like, oh, okay, now what do I do? <laughs> you, yeah. And then you feel bad that you should be feeling a certain way. So yeah, I love that you both highlighted, you know, feel what you need to feel on the day. Do what you need to do on the day. Mm. Don't give a shit about anyone else. Do what's right for you. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, so what have you learn from your grief I think this is a really big thing and learning stuff from your grief doesn't mean that you know we needed this to happen for us to grow or develop into the person but I think ultimately we do learn something when something like this happens in our life so would you be happy to share anything that you both have learned I think I've learned perspective um and I've also just learned to accept that this is who I am now. I'm different to what I was mm. and I'm comfortable with that. It's taken a long time, but I am, I'm comfortable with who I am and that, you know, there's always going to be a part of me that carries around my grief and the love for my mum. And I've just learned not to care about who is, who feels uncomfortable by that because I've, yeah, and I've learned to choose my audience. I think choosing your audience is so important. I now choose very carefully and wisely who I choose to divulge information to and all my feelings to. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, it's that that doesn't come overnight or in the first or second year. That that's that's taken me a long time, but I feel I feel better for having accepted that and being comfortable with it and what about I think for me yeah so losing my mum so suddenly and so young as well um like she was 47 when she died so just making the most of every day is just you don't you don't know what's guaranteed in life and life it really is too short so if you want to do something just do it and and make the most of every day yeah that perspective thing you've both highlighted there changing Mm. (laughs) where you see the world putting on a whole new mm. of grief glasses we've got a new pair of grief glasses on I think that we just see everything differently um yeah yeah, yeah. what's the opposite to rose colored glasses I feel like we need it <laughs> <laughs> they've come off I don't want to say gray colored because it's not always black and white <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll have to have a think on that one um yeah <laughs> um so for anybody who might be listening now what what would be your top I don't want to say advice but what would you say to somebody who is in sort of the early stages of their grief right now yeah I think you know just you can only do the best with with what you've got and with the tools you've got and your you know ability to cope and it's just really important I think that you don't put pressure on yourself because you've got enough pressure outside and, you know, externally. I would, yeah, if I could go back and and talk to myself, you know, when not long after mum died, I think it would just be to, to do what sits comfortably with me and 
and do the things that bring comfort and peace to me because it's feeling less pressured to meet the needs of everybody else and meet the expectations of everybody else because that that's not helpful at those early stages you've just got to do the things that that feel right for you it's going to be shit you know it's going to be really hard and it's going to be shit but it's not always going to be shit and it's not always going to feel you know this awful that there it really does grief really does coexist with happiness and maybe the happy days you know days apart but it's there and and they will become more frequent I think just surviving day by day just, you know, when you have those really difficult days, count down the hours. I think Mother's Day is a pure example of that. You know, there's 24 hours in a day and just tick the hours off basically and just take each day as it comes and one step at a time basically. Mm. And, yeah, like Danielle said, grief is just so shit, but eventually before you know it you're surviving and then you start living again and then you just, yeah, it's like a new life. Mm. It's incredible how slow those seconds and minutes can feel in the moment and then looking back mm. and think, oh, my God, how much time and look where I am now compared to where I was a, even a week ago, you know. Um, so, no, that's that's wonderful, wonderful advice. So how can people connect with you? How can people, if they want to maybe come along to a support group, how can they get involved? Um, they can head to our Facebook pages. Uh, we've got the main Facebook page and the support group available uh, through our main Facebook page, our Instagram account and our website, which has all of the details at motherlessdaughters.com.au. Amazing. I'll pop all the details in the show notes as well. Um, so thank you both for coming on and just sharing a little bit about who you are, a little bit about your mums and what it is that you do. I absolutely love what you do and I'm so excited to attend the high tea this year and meet you both in person thank Thank you so much much for having having us us. thank (laughs) you (laughs) if you enjoyed listening to today's episode please don't forget to like share and subscribe I invite you to also come and be a part of the community by connecting with us on Instagram at grow with grief before we go I want to take the time to thank you Thank you for tuning in and being part of a community that opens conversation, raises awareness and brings individual perspectives and stories to the forefront of a topic that is often avoided and treated as uncomfortable. The conversations that we have may sometimes bring your own emotions, memories and triggers to the surface and I want to encourage you to know that you are not alone. If you or anyone you care for is in need of support, please reach out to your local support line Or if you are in Australia, you can contact Griefline by phone on 1300 845 745 who are available from midday to 3am every day.